Hello and welcome to the Buzz on Earth podcast, a weekly nosedive into the world of sustainability, renewable energy, environmental conservation and climate change. We are excited to have you here with us today, so let's jump in. Where's the water? It's way, way down. Researchers at the University of California at Santa Barbara analyzed 12 million wells throughout the United States and found that current wells are getting between 1.4 and 9.2 times deeper. Deeper drilling comes with its own set of problems making water extraction more difficult and energy intensive. And the lower you go, the saltier groundwater gets and so extensive water treatment will be needed to make it consumable. This four-year study is the first time researchers have mapped well drilling in the U.S. and what they are saying is that regardless of the reasons why Americans are drilling deeper, we suggest that deeper well drilling is an unsustainable stopgap to groundwater depletion. What do bees have to do with what's on your plate? Everything. A thriving population of pollinators is crucial to maintaining healthy farms and cropping systems. Mixed cropping systems and permaculture farms are what our honey-making friends flourish on. A recent publication of the Martin Luther University in Germany in its Global Change Biology Journal utilized data from the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization on the cultivation of field crops between 1961 and 2016. They uncovered that the large-scale switch to monoculture farming has contributed to a steady decline in the population of bees and other pollinators. Developing nations will be the worst hit if this rate of decline continues. If you are planning a dreamy vacation in the sunny vales of Europe, think again. Western Europe recently faced one of its hottest heat waves. Lack of rainfall created a drought-like situation in France. Countries like Germany, Belgium, Netherlands, Spain and others are tackling various measures to bring about relief. Among them include issuing warnings to managing nuclear reactors cautiously and avoid overheating. This is not a one-time thing. As temperatures continue to rise, heat waves like these are likely to become an ongoing recurrence. Ebola is wrecking havoc in the Democratic Republic of Congo. The World Health Organization has declared it an official public health emergency of international concern. MONUSCO, the United Nations peacekeeping mission in the Congo, has been hard at work saving lives. But there's only so much that uh, they can do when threatened with violence and disruption. Local antisocial elements are capitalizing on these catastrophic times to promote ethnic tensions and making the functioning of social groups in this area difficult. The death toll since the outbreak of epidemic now stands at nearly 2,800 and 500 of those are children. 
Zimbabwe needs food now. The Zimbabwe Vulnerability Assessment Committees has declared that the country will face food insecurity till September 2019. It also predicts that the condition will continue to deteriorate till December and will face stress in January 2020. During this time, about 5.5 million people will be food insecure. The World Food Programme is riding to the rescue with plans to provide sustenance to populations most likely to suffer the most. It will likely need a whopping $173 million to pull off this ambitious intention. In some happy news in India, IIT Hyderabad announced the establishment of an incubator with a difference. It will aim at supporting enterprises that are based on social cause and is looking forward to the first round of applications. Business can be a force for the good if we let it. Here's hoping IIT Hyderabad's much-needed leg up will continue and unleash a power of positive change in the country. Renowned Indian spiritual leader Sadhguru Jaggi Vasudev called for an end of India's ongoing water crisis on the occasion of India's 73rd Independence Day. India has recently been declared the 13th most stressed nation in the world. Many reports are now saying that day zero is much closer than initially anticipated. Large regions across uh, Haryana, Chennai and others have completely run out of water. An alarming statistics he shared was that of the volume of water that was available per capita in 1947, and only 21% of that is available to citizens today. Sadhguru raised the question, if we cannot grow our food and if we don't have water to drink, what are we going to do with our freedom? And he issued a clarion call to all Indians saying that after 72 years, we need to free India once again, free from water crisis and from poor soil, but high on afforestation, agroforestry, horticulture and so on. Houston, we have a problem. You must have heard that the Great Garbage Patch, uh, which is the size of Texas floating in the Pacific Ocean, and that's the largest garbage accumulation zone in the world. For many years, dreams of cleaning it up were locked in the realms of science fiction. In late 2018, Dutch inventor and entrepreneur Boyan Slat and his team debuted an ocean cleanup device a 2,000 feet long floating barrier that would trap plastic trash floating in the sea. Unfortunately, it didn't work, but it was by no means a failure. The trial run gave the team a chance to see what's right and what's wrong with their design. Now after some tweaks and resets, it's ready to give the mission another go. Slat is optimistic about the device's second innings and confident that when it sets out on its voyage this time around, it will reduce the garbage patch from the size of Texas to a small city like Houston.
Speaking of trash in our oceans, the Arabian Sea just told Mumbaikers where they can shove up their trash by throwing back garbage on the Marine Drive and Juhu Beach. A weekend of heavy rainfall is all it takes for the heavy sea to puke back at the public what they dumped into it. BMC workers collected over 185,000 kilos of garbage last week from the shores, working through the rain and the stench. This plastic trash problem is exacerbated by the untreated sewage waste flowing into the Arabian Sea, forming a killer cocktail for the aquatic life. Every year during the rains, Mumbai gets a taste of its own medicine when the sea decides it's had enough. The plastic ban in Maharashtra is a good place to start, but the city needs to build on initiatives that tackle the root of the problem. Even thousands of beach cleanups won't change a thing if tons of plastics are being dumped into the sea every day. Climate change comes calling for a pound of flesh from Fiji. Threats like coastal erosion, rising sea levels and hurricanes are making life a nightmare for the residents of Fiji's low-lying areas. The country's Minister for Economy, Civil Services and Communications said in a statement, it's a fight for our lives and our livelihoods. Declaring that was there was no room for complacency, he announced an ambitious new Climate Change Act which aims to reduce the archipelago's carbon emission to zero by 2050 across all sectors of its economy. The other highlights of the act include a complete ban on all single-use plastics from January 2020 and a 10-year moratorium on seabed mining from 2020 to 2030. We cannot wait to see how a strong climate agenda boosts a strong economy for this tiny island nation. This July was the hottest month Alaska has ever experienced. It was also the hottest month on record for the planet as a whole and saw the Arctic and Antarctic sea ice shrink to historic lows. Alaska's temperature in July was 14.5 degrees Celsius, which is about 6 degrees above average and 0.8 degrees higher than the previous hottest month it had undergone in July 2004. July's hot and dry temperatures also contributed to extending Alaska's wildfire season. Climate researchers say that if the trend of soaring temperatures continue, in 50 years' time, Alaska will look like Idaho. That's all we have for you in this episode. For regular updates and insightful articles from the world of sustainability, please log on to buzzonearth.com and subscribe to our newsletter. This is Shubhodas signing off on behalf of the BOE team. Goodbye till we meet again in the next episode of Buzz on Earth podcast. Thanks for tuning in.